Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of I Love That For You. This is our 17th episode. I know, freaking insane, crazy. I can't believe I'm saying that, but we made it and I'm recording on New Year's Eve. Very exciting things are happening as we're welcoming in the new year. So I thought, what better way? I actually tried to record this episode last week and I thought I was getting prepared and getting ready and I had taken my break so I felt good and excited to record again, but things didn't really come out and I almost don't think I had experienced enough to record that episode. I don't know, this past week has been um, an interesting one to say the least. And I feel like it prepared me for this very specific episode that we're going to be doing today because I was listening to the one back from last week and it wasn't hitting the way I wanted it to. It didn't feel like an elevation and a welcoming in of the new year. It felt rushed and not not my energy. So we really want to start out 2023 with a freaking bang. So this episode is going to be jam-packed full of revelations and conversations that 2022 sparked for me. And we're just going to end the year and welcome in the new year with the best vibes. Last New Year's Eve was really fun and a great opportunity for me to incorporate some of the values that I was trying to bring into 2022. So last year for New Year's Eve, I ended up uh, inviting my friend Martina and I was supposed to have my friend Lexi there, but she was delayed, I think by COVID or I think she had COVID and she was driving home. It was like a weird combo. But we were supposed to all start the new year setting intentions. I like planned this cute little party, sent out invites with Canva, which great program if you're looking for something to create your own cool content. Um, I have the premium, which I think that has a little bit more, like has some more cool features, but either way, great program. And I used it to send out my invites. I was all excited. I had like self-care was really a main theme that I wanted to bring into this year because, or this past year, because it was really important that as I start my career, I really learned how to find a balance with myself and everything that I was doing. So my intentions were really to bring in exactly what I wanted for this year. And that included, we went on walks, we did face masks, we ate good food, we talked, we reflected, we did a lot of journaling. And I actually created a little, I think it's called the 2022 dream book, has my name on it before we got the doctorate. But um, I wrote a quote on here that said, be brave enough to dream, strong enough to act, and have the courage to never back down. So that was a big one. And then another one I listed was, your mind will conspire to help you get what you want. You just have to believe it. So I was really trying to create a, a reflection of my dreams for this past year and what energy I was trying to call in. and. It went, the day was amazing. I loved last New Year's Eve and I just felt so calm and refreshed. We didn't drink. And then I believe the next day we went to go see, I want to say the next day we went to go see the Cowboys play. But anyway, it was really fun and it, um, it allowed me to get centered with myself. And I think it kind of springboarded what I did for the rest of the year. So this year was the biggest year I had for journaling and self-development. I hadn't really connected as much as I would have wanted to before, but 
school was the most draining thing leading up to that. And I'd been a student literally my whole life up until this year. So, or still this year was, I was still very much a student, but now I'm kind of phasing out of it. And I mean, I'm a lifelong learner for sure, but it's so much nicer to just get to learn about things that you care about. Because when you're being forced to study subjects and being tested on the most obscure things, it's like debilitating. It's really debilitating sometimes. And I remember seeing this TikTok with um, a girl uh, like skipping up the steps and she said um, about to go complain about the grad school going to the grad school that I dreamed about or living out my dream of going to this grad school. And I thought to myself, how freaking relatable that is. That ultimately encompasses me. And I know many of my friends experiences in school, I dreamed of that dreamed of like, Oh, I'm going to go to grad school. I'm going to get my doctorate. Like I'm going to be in the medical field. (laughs) And then you get there or at least you get to school and it's a sick joke. You're, I found it really funny because I didn't think while I was in school, it never felt unbearable as if I couldn't get through or I didn't think I could succeed, but it was more for me a struggle with conquering my own mental health while I was there and trying to do things and make decisions that best represented the life that I wanted to live. And I think that's why in 2022, I really wanted to focus on being so authentic to what I truly wanted for myself. Because I know one of the biggest problems I had in school was I wanted to do things with other people. I didn't want to be alone in what I was doing. And that made it hard for me because I said yes and did a lot of things that I would not have done, whether that was going out on nights that I probably should have stayed in or not studying because my friends and I wanted to all watch a TV show. Sometimes we weren't great influences on each other in that way, but I wouldn't give up or change the experience for anything, I think it was a natural part of my growth and understanding that sometimes when I would say yes to those things and show up, I'd be miserable. And people were would try and get me to feel happier or like try and cheer me up or, you know, do whatever. But the truth was I wanted to leave and I wanted them to come with me, but they were having fun. They were at a party and I'm being the Debbie Downer in the corner. Like, oh, I'm just here because everyone else is. And it's like, girl, you don't need to be here. You can go home and be in bed. Like you're good. You don't need to always go to everything. But I think it was a situation where I didn't want to feel like my friendships were progressing without me or people we're getting close without me being there or I was missing out on memories. Like I was, I had such bad FOMO and I think I noticed it so heavily at the beginning of COVID because I had this like sense of relief that no one was doing anything and like everyone was in their house. I was like, oh my God, there's no pressure to go out. Cause I think I would tell myself the story that I liked to go out when in truth, like I really I really don't. I I like to go to nice things and like do cutesy little stuff, but the go to a bar, get blacked out drunk and make really dumb decisions is not my vibe. It's not my it's it's not good energy. I I don't know anyone who's like, yeah, when I'm stumbling around a bar drinking cheap alcohol that is nasty and sweating up a storm. They're like, best time of my life. I mean, do I have some core memories that are similar to that? Yeah, but they're a little blurry. There's some things that I remember wholeheartedly 
And I always used to say, like, I brown out. I don't black out. But any form of memory loss is, like, not cute. So, yeah. I think 2022, I really wanted to embrace that. I'd done times where I hadn't drank anything. And I'd gone through periods where I didn't really go out or I did. But most of the time, if there was something going on, I didn't want to miss it. So this year, I really wanted to stay more authentic to what I felt in listening to my intuition on whether or not I was going to want to be there. And if I didn't emphatically want to do something, then why am I doing it? So it's it's a lot of trusting in yourself and your process and understanding that all those relationships and friendships are still going to be there whether or not you decide to show up to a party or not. And I had to identify that insecurity to move past it because if I didn't identify that, it made me feel some type of way to not be there and to not feel like I was a part of something, then how am I going to function? Because I can't show up to everything. Everyone needs a break. Everyone needs time to themselves and time to recharge. And in that social atmosphere, that's not a recharging environment. If I'm drinking, heck yeah, it's a recharging environment. But it's also in the same way, super draining because the next day, maybe I'm not like hungover, drunk, headache, all that vibes, but I'm not doing things that I would normally want to do. It kind of forces me to lay there and be lazy. And I, even though I know laying there and be lazy, being lazy is an important part of life, I hate when I feel like it's not my choice. I like for being lazy to be a personal choice, not being forced into my bed because I just have no motivation to even make myself food or drink water. Like that's that's not cute. What did they say? It's not cute. But um, anyway, it's been a process of identifying that. And in 2022, I feel like I have embraced that. I've changed a lot of things about how I go out and what I do. And that's another reason that I love shout out to this cute little Texas sweater that I got at the pro shop because we love a good longhorn moment. But um, moving to Austin has been really amazing because there's so many non-alcoholic options for you, whether that's the fact that Kin Euphorics is literally made here so you can get a non-alcoholic drink that's boosting your mood and helping you feel better literally at the gas station. The accessibility to things is remarkable. And that's one thing that I literally love about how I've moved around um, the country is I've gotten to see the different accessibility that people have to things around them. And accessibility can change so much about how you function in the way you live your life. Having places that cater to people who aren't drinking, but you still get to get a cute little, like I wish I took a, I should have taken a picture or like video of my drink last night, but I went out, um, Super cute vibe. It's called June's All Day. I loved it. The waitress I had there, amazing. Super nice. She was incredible. She ended up like sneaking me a free cookie at the end of the night. And if you sneak me sweets, like 10 out of 10, five stars. I literally wrote a five-star review. I should, I've been starting to write more reviews because I feel like everyone's so quick to write a review when they're angry, but not enough people write a good review when they're happy. And it's like, dude, like how are you supposed to know which place is actually good and what place just got hit by a few assholes, you know? Because my apartment does not have good reviews, but I have never lived any place better in my life. So that just shows you don't always trust bad reviews. Sometimes the good reviews just aren't getting recognized or people aren't bothering. Because I think it's like the standard. But anyway, I digress. Review. But 
I got this really cute drink at dinner and it was so yummy and very tropical and it makes you feel fun because you're still drinking something cute and you can cheers with it, which is like, we all have heard my obsession with not cheersing with water. So as a person who sometimes does not want to drink and does not drink soda, having the option to have a non-alcoholic drink that's like cute and in a cocktail glass makes you feel a little spicy. Like who doesn't want to pretend they're drinking when they're not drinking, you know? Like I think it's a cute little thing. It makes me feel involved in the process of everything and I can cheers with it. So win-win, but it's really hard um, if you're not in an environment that caters to that type of thing, because then you do feel out of the loop or not that you do, but you can feel out of the loop and you can feel disconnected and you can feel more tempted to drink if you're not someone Cause I don't feel as though I'm someone who will never drink ever again. I'm not opposed to alcohol. I just like, I only like it in very controlled settings now, like a place where it's like, Oh, I'll have a glass and be done. Or maybe I'm celebrating something and you want to toast champagne, you know, like just random little things. And if I feel like having an espresso martini, I'm going to have the espresso martini. I've, I have never met one. I didn't well, actually I have, that's a lie. I've met some I didn't like, and they know who they are. No need to say names, but when you have an amazing espresso martini, it's life changing. And I would like to thank Jocelyn Bowlinger for introduce, introducing me to espresso martinis because before her, I was, I was a dumb girl. I was a young, dumb girl who did not drink the best drink of them all. So if you even had one, have one, please. Thank me later. <laughs> really big thing I did in my dream journal this year was I made sure to phrase everything in the present tense. So instead of saying, oh, I want this, or I need this, or I hope this happens, I phrase things in a way that I already possess them because when you program your brain to understand that you already have it or you already possess it, it can work on creating that and creating that reality for you. So for instance, I said um, things like, I love seeing those around me accomplish their goals. I love knowing everything I desire is possible. I love having meaningful conversations with friends that foster growth. That was another big thing for this year. While I was trying to control my desires and my insecurities within relationships, I was working on building them up as well. So controlling my own insecurity while promoting the friendships I did have and making sure those who our friends with me understood that I do care and being so much more vocal about that. And I definitely feel like that's changed over the years. I don't think I was that type of person to let a friend know that they mattered or that I cared or I feel like I did in some ways, but not in bigger ways. And as I've gotten older, that's been more of a priority because I love the friends that I have. I think they're so supportive. They're amazing. They do amazing things. Like I'm so proud of all my friends and the growth that they've made. And I think they all have amazing futures ahead of them that I can't wait to be a part of. But I think it's really important that we tell people what they mean to us in the moment because you can get caught up in life and forget that friendships are the backbone. Like being an only child, my friends are my family to me. So if I'm not expressing myself to them, then how are they supposed to know how I feel and how I value the relationships? So tell your friends you love them. Don't just tell your boyfriend. Don't tell, you know, your parents. Tell all those people yes, but tell your friends and hug them and 
that's something I've also tried to be more comfortable with. I'm not really a touchy feely person, but I think hugs are nice. I think it's like an expression of love. So I'm working on being more comfortable with them because I feel like I'm very touchy feely in relationships with men, but in a relationship with my friends, I should be able to like just embrace them. Like one of my friends is amazing with that. Like she is so like big hugs all the time, just very loving person. And she gives off that energy. So that's something I admire about her. And I'd also like to possess in my life. So I've really worked on that this year and making time for my friends, making time to do stuff, making time to see them. That's really important. And I love building relationships because I do feel like the way you call in more love to your life is by being love and showing people love. So if you're trying to call in a relationship or call in better friendships, be that person first and things will naturally fall in place, I feel. Sometimes people are very afraid to put themselves out there first or be the one who expresses themselves first because it's hard being vulnerable and it's hard letting people know exactly how you feel. I know I've struggled with it in the past, but when you're really identifying to a person what they mean to you, that's allowing them to show up more for you in that way or understand how important their presence is in your life. And don't you want people who support you, love you, care about you? If you can't create that on your own and show that to others around you, then how are you going to invite more of that into your life? You can't be the love in your life and be that source, then how are you going to attract more? Because we attract what we are. And that's why sometimes I feel relationships show you the worst sides of yourself and sides that you might not feel comfortable identifying. I know in one of my first relationships, I didn't understand some of the feelings I had and some of the mindsets I had until I had it reflected back to me. And I do really believe your partner is a mirror of yourself and what you believe about yourself and what you're willing to accept for yourself. So when you elevate your own personal love and your light and what you're reflecting onto the world, you're able to attract a lot of that back. And that's why I think this year for my relationships, I really got rid of the bullshit that I was doing. Granted, I had a little fun with a little bit of bullshit, but it it really, the last, I want to say probably like six months, I've really been on the forefront with myself of trying to be that person for me first and then seeing who comes through that. And I've had to weed out some bad stuff, but I feel like in other worlds, I would have accepted it. And I think that is the biggest sign for me of forward motion and growth is that I'm not allowing less than I feel like I'm worth to enter into my life. I feel like a lot of times I'd make exceptions for people, whether it was friendships or relationships. I would know things were not right, but I'd be okay or give them excuses because of X, Y, or Z. And I have to remind myself of this all the time, but just because you can justify why they did it to you or why someone acted in a way towards you that was not acceptable does not mean it's right or you should ever allow that to continue to happen. Because you can have empathy for other people, but that doesn't mean you have to accept their actions. That's where it's important to set up your boundaries. And that was one thing I really was trying to be clear with this year was my boundaries, how things made me feel, how I was protecting myself first before going out into the world and before entering into certain relationships. And 
That's boundaries in friendships. That's boundaries with family. I've had a lot of uncomfortable conversations that I'm personally trying to become more comfortable with. Because if you can freely express yourself or if you can't freely express yourself with the people who love you most, then who are you supposed to like freely speak with? Because what's the point if you can't have an open dialogue in your relationships and that just deepens them? Granted, are there some things I filter with people? Yes, but if you can't filter your I don't think a relationship where your feelings are filtered is a great representation of the type of relationship you should want in your life. And there are different phases of relationships that people have and some conversations aren't always worth having. And I know that sounds like a contradiction, but I think it depends on the variation of how close these people are to you because you're not necessarily going to tell a colleague intimate details about X, Y, and Z that are going on in your life. And you might not choose to have, or I don't think you'd have a conversation with a colleague about certain judgments or certain opinions on things. I think there's some things that aren't worth correcting and you can recognize that someone has a difference of opinions and move forward without arguing about it. I think some things aren't worth our breath, but in terms of your own feelings and things that make you uncomfortable, it's super important to express yourself. But you have to understand that expressing yourself And letting someone know how you feel about something doesn't always mean that they are going to change. And if they are not going to change, it is your choice to either set a higher boundary with them or have an acceptance of what is. Because you can't take someone from one position and force them to grow. That's not your job. That's not your business. So if you can't accept a person for who they are, you need to make a decision of whether they belong in your life or not. And that's a hard one. And I've had to lose friends this year or people who I once considered a friend and a person that I once thought I saw in my life. But when someone is not able to give you the respect you need and give you the appreciation and understanding that you need as a person, then you got to cut them out. And that's what I did. I made that decision for myself and I'm so glad that I have stuck to my boundaries this year and not allowed people to walk over me the way I feel like I once did. And no is a complete sentence. I know that's kind of overused a little bit, but it's a full sentence and it should be accepted. You should not need to justify. Twenty twenty two was a lot about trust. Trust in myself and trust in things happening in my life for the greater good. So that involved me setting a motto, which my big motto was faith over fear. I've used it in so many different things this year because I wanted to reiterate it and have it present on my mind daily. Say it to myself daily because the more you're putting thoughts into your head and things that you want to focus on, the more you're attracting that. Same way, literally, I've I've given examples of this so often, but when you get a new car and you're in it, it's your first time, you're excited about it, you're thinking about it a lot, you're talking about it a lot. Everyone on the road now is driving the same car as you. You're like, what the fuck? I've never seen so many Jettas before in my life. And once you get a new Jetta, like it's, 
it's science. It's your RAS. It's our brain being so much smarter than we are. And to hack your own brain, you have to introduce ideas and introduce thoughts into your head that are going to create a life that you care about. Like I literally listen to a meditation from the moment I go to bed and that thing goes for six hours while I'm sleeping. So my subconscious is taking in all that information while I'm asleep. And I love it. I, it makes me feel good that that's going on and I'm taking in those positive thoughts and it's just on replay, repeat playing affirmations and visualization and allowing me to process things while I'm not even conscious. So really I'm cheating at the meditation process or some would say I'm messing with it, but to each their own. I've been really focused on making sure what is going into my brain is good. And do I watch Real Housewives? Yes. Yes. Do I believe in spiritual growth? Yes. I think both can exist at once. And actually, not going to lie, one of the best scenes I've seen of the Housewives was when on Real Housewives Miami, actually they do a lot of, um, a few other seasons have honestly done spiritual experiences as well. So I think, I don't know, I feel like they teach you things about life that you wouldn't know. They have a lot of access. Like we were talking about before, access is big. Access can drastically change so many things. So when I watch Real Housewives, do I care for their behavior sometimes? No. Do I care for all the petty little fights? No. But it's nice to see women in powerful positions and just feeling they feel confident, they feel good about themselves, and they're going on lavish vacations and doing really cool shit. So I don't know. I enjoy watching people doing really cool shit. Some people enjoy watching other people get murdered. And that's what I don't understand. Let's like, let's do a like rewind here for a second. Can we just talk about the fact that people will literally watch murder shows where people are getting killed and bludgeoned and like literally death, gore, everything awful. But we're judging the people who like watching nice restaurants, beautiful houses, uh, amazing vacations to places you've never been before. We're judging the people who like watching nice things and just happen to see women argue about stupid shit. And then they come back together and they love each other again. It's called conflict resolution, okay? And I've learned a lot about it in my housewife's time. So um, other people are just learning how to kill people and get away with it. Who are we supporting? Let me know. Okay? Thank you. Mini rant, but honestly, it's a really important topic to me, okay? Because I love the housewives and everyone just seems to be super judgmental of people who watch them and I don't understand it. It's and they like also like on top of that they wear beautiful clothes, okay? I love looking at nice things, aesthetically pleasing ambiance. I heard someone say that watching the housewives is like taking a nap while you're awake, and I totally agree with that because when they start arguing sometimes it's like wah 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 wah. And then you kind of like you you pick a side, you decide, okay, I don't, I don't really like what she said, but I res- like one time, and honestly, this happened the other day. Uh, Real Housewives of Miami, like I said, had a spiritual experience. It was amazing. They had a, a shaman come, and it was a beautiful experience. And they all cried and connected, and it was amazing to watch and see. And I was like, oh my gosh, I want to go to a shaman. That seems awesome. But in another area of it, they had been fighting earlier. 
And one of the women had an opinion about people getting divorced and marriage and whatever. And the other girls who had been divorced were like, you haven't been divorced. You have no right to have an opinion. And she said, honey, I can have an opinion if I want to. You can't tell me that I can't have an opinion about something. And I was like, I don't agree with what she said whatsoever, but can we just appreciate that she stood up for herself and her opinion mattered and she was not willing to let anyone speak or or not allow her to speak on something regardless of her experience, regardless of who she was. It really just was like a lesson in your voice is so worthy. And no matter what, like, I mean, not no matter what your opinion is, because I mean, some some things have like, there. there's layers to it. But either way, your voice matters. That's a really big thing. And regardless of what other people around you are saying, your voice matters and your opinion matters and you have the right to express it. So and I think that's an amazing like sentiment to learn from the housewives. Okay. They're literally spearheading this movement. My opinion matters no matter what you say. Like women power. Okay. Women power. To get back to our original topic, because we like to go off on tangents, what would an I love that for you episode be without multiple tangents and run-ons and just random thoughts that are popping into my head? It's it's a beautiful experience up here. So back to the original topic of just surrounding yourself with things that are positive, reading things. I spent so much time reading this year, more than I have any other year because I was being forced to read textbooks and those are bland. Now I peruse them and I'm reminded of how bland they are, but now it's for my own purposes, not because someone's making me, which changes the narrative on it, but putting yourself in rooms or reading books or listening to podcasts that represent a mindset or thought patterns that you want to have, that's the smartest thing you can do is giving yourself that space to hear those things grow beyond. I think 2023, like end of 2022 and beginning of 2023, one of the biggest things that I really have been trying to emphasize is I feel like I've done the work of listening to the podcast and listening to like Oprah and different documentaries on people who have accomplished so much. But I think one thing that's truly taken for granted is things you can learn from people who are right in front of your face. And I think we often have judgment on people beforehand and, um, or some people like to put themselves above others and not respect people's opinions on things. But one thing I've learned and I've really experienced is you never know what someone else is going through and what things have affected them and what things have made them the person they are standing in front of you today. And I've had a lot of, I feel like I've had a lot of testimonies this week of people and it's been really insane because people have been coming up to me or not coming up to me because it, it's been at work and sharing just like their life-changing experiences of their interaction with God or a higher power. And it's moved me to tears. Like one day I cried the whole way home from work because I just couldn't believe what I had heard and the amazing power that is within us all and is, I think, a reflection of God in our lives or a higher power. Um, And it's the fact that it's happened multiple times, because like I've said this multiple times on the podcast, because, you know, I like to repeat myself. So we're clear about where I stand on things is when things happen more than once, it's not a coincidence to me. Like I just saw five, 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 five. When I said that, it is not a coincidence when things are repeated and I think it's just messages trying to be received and or that you need to receive and guidance. And way too many people this week have like cried 
talking to me. And we're not even talking about, in my opinion, we weren't even talking about sad things to start. And some of these people just like the, they just had something on their chest that they needed to get out, get off that they needed to say. And I feel so amazingly blessed that I was the person that they felt comfortable sharing that with, because I think anytime someone shares something emotional or dear to their heart, that it needs to be honored and respected and there needs to be gratitude from me for what I've heard and what I've received from having that experience because I was moved by everything that I heard and so appreciative that I could hear that and I don't want to reveal anything because like confidentiality reasons, but just... I think it's a blessing to understand like we're in certain time periods and in certain places for a reason and to not learn from those right in front of our face would be the biggest disservice we can do to ourselves. So as much as it's so cool to listen to Jay Shetty and how he has on all these like amazing people who have accomplished amazing things your next door neighbor could be the most remarkable person. You don't even know it because we're so disconnected nowadays from those who are right in front of our faces. We're always on our phones. We're always doing random stuff or we don't think because the people around us aren't necessarily in the place we're trying to go. We're like, how can I learn from someone who's at my level or below me? But Everyone has a unique and beautiful story and people are in your life for a reason. So listening and hearing others out and taking in their story without needing to give anything back or to flip-flop. I feel like sometimes like I know I'm guilty of this. It's like, oh, you did this. Well, I did this and I did this. And like you guys are just like comparing stories back and forth instead of learning, asking questions. When was the last time you were in a conversation and you sat there, heard, and then asked clarifying or deepening questions or got to know the person at another level? I think everyone has the desire to connect. And when you can have that opportunity or that moment to get deeper with someone, take advantage of it. Patience is another thing that has been so strong this year. I feel like I'm that's another one that I'm pushing forward into 2023 because I could always use a little more patience. I have really tried to work on like even my patience in terms of when there's traffic or creating more space for things taking longer. Like, I feel like I was always so rushed in the morning. And this year was the year that I finally decided, okay, I need to get up so much earlier and I need to prepare for what is to come. And I need to have patience with myself in going through my morning and being okay with slower movement. Because I think one thing that is lost in the high speed, get here, get there, all like do all the things is there's a lack of presence. It's always multitasking or, oh, I need to do this, this, and this, and this, and getting these deadlines built up to the point where you don't feel as though you're enjoying the moment. And that's one thing that I'm really intent on for 2023. I want to enjoy the moment. I want to slow down. I feel like I've been hurry up and get somewhere my whole life, to be honest. It was always like, oh, I'm going to go. I'm in middle school. I'm going to high school. But after high school, I'm going to college and I'm going to major in this. And oh, after college, I'm not just going to be in college. College is preparing me for grad school. And then grad school, I was just like, oh, got to get everything done and try to be I don't know, this person who's always on to the next and always focused on what can I get done and what can I accomplish in this short period of time. 
and I'm kind of over it. It's sickening. It's stressful. It's not the energy I want to welcome in and be a part of. And patience is the key to that. Understanding that my life does not need to be a continuous hamster wheel. I can relax. I can take my time. Like even with this podcast, like a part of me would love for this to be the biggest thing ever and it just blows up so fast and yada, yada, yada. But I have to think to myself and understand that I've grown so much even in my recording that I've done right now, but I know I still have so much I want to understand and grow with. If I were to blow up and be like in a million, like I'm sure the top podcasts, I'm sure they're getting millions of views or whatever. I think one of the things that I'm manifesting is 50,000 downloads or listens. Like that would be, if I hit 50,000, I would be shitting myself. But um, anyway, I was trying to fast forward the process, but the beauty in becoming a 50,000 listener podcast is the growth that you take to get there and the bumps and the figuring it out and the struggle of it all. Not that I'm trying to struggle. I'm here for a life of ease. Do not get me wrong. I believe success is peace and ease, but there's things I have to learn and things I have to do and I can be okay with them taking a while. I started this in September and a part of me would love for it to be so far along in the process, but that's not being authentic to the natural growth that I think anything that matters and anything that you love should take time and take energy and take a natural slow growth path. That's just how I feel. I don't really think you develop the skills you need in that fast whirlwind type of process, at least not for me. And that might be my Capricorn rising and my heavy Capricorn placements that are like, it takes hard work, bitch. So you better fucking work hard. But, you know, that's just my energy on things. And what I'm, and I just saw 444. So I know you guys, I've already said that I've seen angel numbers multiple times during this episode. So we know I'm aligned right now. And what I'm saying is my truth may not be your truth, may not be what you believe, but I really do believe good things take time. And I want to be slower. I want to relax. I really am trying to bring in my divine feminine and. I think the divine feminine is very soft and very, that's why even the motion, like my workouts, they are slow now. I used to be such a like, yeah, get in there. I'm going to pedal as fast as I can. I'm going to like do hit and jump all around and I'm going to do all these burpees and all that shit. And granted, if you love that shit, go off, live your best life. I love that stuff, but 2023, we're slow. We're just embracing what it means to be a beautiful, delicate flower. I think, like, I think I'm a very girly person. There's some parts about me that can be a little bit more dominant, but even in my dominance, I feel like I'm still girly. I think my dominance literally comes from my height and my muscular structure and that sort of energy. And I think sometimes I can give a good bitch face. Like, don't get me wrong. My resting bitch face is on par with elite resting bitch faces. (laughs) But I want to smile more. I want to be light. I want to be just in a softer vibe because I'm trying to attract – like. I don't like being not like I want to be taken care of. Like that's like I'm attracting this energy into my life. So I don't want to have like I can't be in an energy that is not going to attract the things that I actually want in this life. So 
we're taking, we're taking calm vibes in and patience and slowness and just beauty, like embracing beauty. Like I'm going to start buying myself flowers every week. That's one of the things on my list because I want to beautify my space. I finally moved into my apartment, people. Oh my God, it is my favorite. Like I now feel so much more, like I'm literally sitting on a couch now. Before we were struggling, I at one point did not even have a chair in this place. Like for the longest time, the only chairs I had were $12 chairs that I got at Home Depot because they were having a sale on patio furniture, which score. Cause, and I think that came into my life at the time that I needed it because I wanted to do that process and experience what it was going to feel like to lose my stuff that made me feel comfortable and get myself out of my comfort zone and see kind of what that brought for me. And I really did a lot of work solidifying my habits here and it got me out doing stuff. I didn't just stay on the couch at home. I always wanted to be out and having a good time and meeting new people. So I'm really grateful for that, but holy fuck, I'm grateful for my couch. I'm grateful for my bed. Oh my God. It is so nice not to wake up and roll off the bed because if you try to stand up, it you're going to sink down because it's an air mattress. Yeah. But you know, there's people who sleep on floors. So I'm incredibly grateful that I even had an air mattress that would sink every night. Like it was a good experience for me to be without and just appreciate so much of what I have because I felt like I was in the mindset. I was like, oh, I want all new stuff for my apartment. I want to welcome in new energy. And what I realized is I was like, I never gave my stuff a full shot in the place that I moved. I was like, oh, my furniture won't work here. I don't think it will look nice. I need new stuff. And I think that was just me. I like knew clearly, like I've moved. I've lived in three different states in the last year. Well, you know, it's still December. So like, I mean, I moved out of Florida December 20th last year. So whatever you want to do a year and 10 days, 12, 11 days, whatever. But anyway, I just really wanted to change everything and move around and figure out new shit. And I think it was so much better for me not to. And I've even gotten some like free furniture that's super cute that I'm excited. And there's little pieces that I need, but instead of trying to overhaul all my stuff, which I think now, I think back on that decision, I'm like, damn, girl, that was stupid. You were just feeling greedy and wanted more and more. But I'm so grateful that I have all this stuff and I finally can create a little homey vibe. And we're just transitioning into 2023 with all the positivity and all the good stuff. And I'm I'm just beyond excited for this new phase and for this new growth. So yeah. And I just want to, I, this is not the end of the episode, but I just want to thank you guys for listening and being a part of this journey. Without you, this podcast is just me talking to myself with no audience. So I love you guys for listening and tuning in and being a part of this with me. Um, it's really brought out sides of me that I honestly did not expect. It's brought out more confidence in me and I really have been able to process a lot of my shit. I honestly feel, and it's been a live journal. And I think documentation is starting to become so important and big for me because I just truly enjoy, excuse me, oh my gosh, 
I just truly enjoy the process of sharing. And if what I'm saying is just for me to say it, cool. But if someone is able to spark a thought or spark a conversation or just feel more comfortable with things that they're thinking and feeling, then that just makes me beyond elated to have been there without being there. Because sometimes there's things that you're not ready to express to others. And I've been there and I've had a hard time figuring out exactly what I want to say and how I want to say it and processing it out. And I think that's because a lot of my life I've been an only child. And when you have a relationship with your parents where some things you feel like you can't say, even if they do say it's okay and whatever, some things you just aren't ready to share with your parents or you don't know if it's normal or if it's not or if that's something worth expressing to somebody. And to hear somebody else go through something and talk about it, it can give you time to reflect and realize that, oh shit, people are thinking the same exact shit I am. Because the human experience is not uncommon. We all go through so many different things and we all carry them and you never know what someone else is carrying with them. And back to the housewives, that was one of the things that they said when they had a meeting with the shaman. They had not realized all this shit that everyone was carrying. And you never know how the underlying stuff is going to affect somebody and affect how they act and affect how they treat others. And I know I've experienced that, whether it be at work or with my family or with my friends, like you never know what things are affecting people if you don't ask, if you don't have that open dialogue, if you don't have those conversations. So I hope this has been some some positive positivity and some great conversations that you've been able to essentially have with me, maybe not really to the point where we're chitty chatting on the phone together, but maybe it's caused you to think of things and developed your own thought patterns that you can share with others at a later date or just know yourself because that's important too. Whether you're sharing or you're just reflecting upon what you're thinking and feeling. So I challenge everyone after listening to this to reflect on 2023. What brought you, or excuse me, replay that. Let's reflect on 2022. What did you do right? What are some things that you feel you want to invite into your life? Because I don't really like to go on the, oh, what'd you do wrong? What were the worst things? No, because like everything that happened, whether it was bad or good, had a part in putting you where you are today. So whether you had a shitty breakup or you got a new job or maybe you got fired from your job, what energy are you bringing forth? What did those experiences teach you? How have you learned? How have you grown? And if you can't figure it out, journal in the future tense and bring the future tense to the now. So I have this, I am this. And whatever you say after I am is creating who you are. And you can choose to not be the person you want to be because it sounds too hard or it seems like too much work, or you can actively try to create that reality before it even exists. I think it's pretty cool. Like you can reprogram your brain. You don't have to be the person who's always hating on themselves, hating on their body, hating on decisions they make. You can be the person who's welcoming in, accepts who they are, accepts those mistakes, accepts those things that maybe don't make them feel so great and look at it as an opportunity to welcome in the new. What is 2023 going to bring for, bring forth for you? And what magic are you going to create?
to end this episode, I just wanted to do a quick summary of the five things that were my big revelations of the year. So number one, the importance of listening and being present or the importance of listening because number two is the importance of presence and patience. Number three is the dedication to yourself and how important that is to be there for you. Reparent yourself. Make decisions that reflect the person that you're trying to be, not the person who you used to be. Number four, I would say that is definitely that I cannot dance. I think I used to tell myself the story that I was a really great dancer and I don't know why I thought that. I think it's because I just like, it's like a lot to see when you see me dance because one, I'm like six foot and a lot of times I'd be wearing like five inch heels and I'd be whipping booty around. I'd be dropping it low because I think one of the my favorite things is like fast drop. It's like a quick like, like, oh, I got down low. As the song goes, it's like, mm, drop it down low. And I like was looking at videos and I'm just like, I like, I'm a little, I'm not going to say, cause like, I don't regret it. I, I loved the dancing that I used to do, but I think I've now accepted that I'm actually not a very skillful dancer at all. Like I have fun dancing. I'm never going to stop dancing, but I think in 2023, we're breaking down the mentality that I'm a, I'm an amazing dancer. I think that's no longer something I should say when I meet people because I think the expectations are high. They get higher. And it's like, I like to dance. I love dancing. Not I am a great dancer. Because <laughs> now that I think about it, like what's the scale? Like, are they thinking I'm going to show up like act, dancing like Misty Copeland or like what? Because no, I, it's, it's an interesting sight, but a sight to be seen. And if you got to witness my dancing skills over the last 10 years, God bless you. Thanks for encouraging me and telling me I was good because you guys gassed me up too hard, but I appreciate you. But I need to be brought down to earth. <laughs> anyway, and number five would probably be, hmm, what is number five? Oh, just like faith. Like faith is the most important thing you can have. I think me or a version of me so many years ago, I used to honestly be kind of like an atheist because I was like, oh, I don't believe in God. And as I've grown and as I kind of ex experienced different things and had um, life experiences, people sharing with me and just different things, I feel like I'm a believer. I don't know what I necessarily want to call it. Is it God? Is it a higher power? But I think having faith in something greater than yourself is one of the most powerful things because it brings in hope. It brings in optimism. It's a reflection of love. It, and it's an important part of my process and my thoughts now. And I don't know that I identify with the, per the process of church, but I identify with the music. I identify with the feelings, the practice of loving outward and loving yourself. And I think when you're in true self-alignment and when you love yourself so much, that is seeing the God in you or the higher power in you. Because I believe we're all a reflection of that and we have the potential to just embrace that and bring it into our lives and create with it. And I'm just, I'm very grateful for that and happy that has kind of changed me over the years. And I think it's made me a nicer, kinder person. So hats off to that. 
Anyway, thank you so, so much for tuning in to last year. And if you're listening in 2023, in 2025, in whenever, I love you. I'm grateful for you. And I can't wait to see what 2023 is about to bring in. We're loving it. And I love that for you, whatever it is, whoever it is. I love it. And I'm here for it. So thank you. I can't say it enough. Thank you again. And see you next week. Guys. 2023 is going to be an amazing year for the I Love That For You podcast because we're starting out doing series of content for the first time ever. So our first series is going to be about investing. It's going to be all about investing in yourself, looking at finances, looking at health, looking at all the ways you can invest in your life. Because it's so important for this year for me and I hope for you to be an active participant in everything you're trying to create and manifest. So I'm very excited to start this content series and we'll be rolling out the first episode next week and we'll be talking about finances. So I know it's kind of a scary topic, but don't worry. I am not an expert. I have no idea what I'm talking about. I mean, I do have some idea of what I'm talking about. I did my research, but my goal is to talk to you about it in the frame of mind that we're all learning and it's okay to not understand. It's okay to ask questions and it's okay to figure it out together. So as I'm going through it and as I'm figuring out things, I want you guys to come along with me on this ride. So this first episode is going to be really fun and we're just going to get right into it. So happy 2023.